Simplicity, where we discuss intentional living, minimalism, and searching for meaning in a world obsessed with more. I'm Mick. I'm Craig. And together we run a website called ManifestSimplicity.com. We post essays, short thoughts, recommendations, and our rules for living a more meaningful life. What are we looking at on today's show, Craig? We have a little bit of bees in London. We have how to fuel and refuel your creativity and boredom. Boredom. Boring. This is going to be a very boring podcast. <laughs> We're just going to talk like this all the time. Ah, so we are in Studio B today. Studio B. We're in my apartment today. Yay! Yes. So normally we record out of the um, the the Manifest Simplicity headquarters, which <laughs> yes. is basically mixed bedroom. <laughs> it in, basically is. in Central Chorley, thirty minutes north of Manchester. Um, and today we are in Craig's sixth floor apartment just outside Manchester Central, mm. um, which means that we are we have our first co-host. Oh, co-host. We have our first guest host this week. So episode 20. Is this episode 20? Yes, this will be. This episode is episode 20, 20 and we are welcoming our first co-host. Oh, everyone wants to know who it is. <laughs> We're going to leave them in suspense for a little longer <laughs> Oh, while we do this week's formatted questions. Yes. I believe it is my turn to answer. It is, and I'd like to know what's made you frustrated or a little bit angry this week, Mick. Anything? Uh, um, I feel like a lot of people are feeling a little weighed down Ooh. by life right now. Okay. Everyone's a bit tired. I mean, I'm speaking mostly for myself. Yes. <laughs> Tired, drained, both both physically and emotionally. There's lots of things going on, and it means that kind of everyone's a bit... <sighs> yeah, we're coming up to that midpoint. We're towards the midpoint of the year now, aren't we? Yeah, right? I feel like it's kind of... We're getting over the 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 rush of the beginning of the year when everyone's got lots of like new wonderful things going on and then you kind of you set into this kind of weird period just before summer kicks in mm. where it's all it's like it's quite gray um but still like there's lots to look forward to so there's 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 i feel like there's just been a few people and me as well who are kind of just feeling a bit like subdued and a bit yeah. down so bit it's meh yeah, yeah. Bit it's a bit of a meh time of year um lots of things going on um in in those people's lives who are feeling like that so i can understand it but yeah i feel like it's been a little bit like that recently how are you feeling i'm all right i mean i've had a week off work oh, yeah. well i will have had a week off work by this time this comes out much needed like i've kept myself busy every day but yeah i've had a few days where i'm a bit meh a bit like yeah i just want to sit and kind of and and watch Troll Hunters and Ooh, good um, film. Yeah, not film. Oh, not the film. Not Troll Hunter the film. No boy. What's Troll Hunters? I'm talking about Guillermo del Toro. Troll oh. Hunters on Netflix. Right. So if I have any recommendations for you, this week's recommendation is the Troll Hunters series. Oh, it's a series. Netflix. Oh yeah, Tales of Arcadia. Oh. Tell me more. Troll Hunters and then Three Below, which is a linked series with this with different main characters um and then the um main characters from three below meet up with the main characters from troll hunters so uh, bro troll hunters. i mean spoilers but oh well yeah i mean they're all in the same they're set in the same city so in the same town 
Okay. Um, so if you, it's a great kids show, but it's also one of those shows where, yeah, it's, your dog's attacking me again. Um, where, uh, yeah, even as an adult, you're like, oh, this is sick. So uh, yeah, all I've wanted to do is binge Troll Hunters, and how old is it? Is it a, quite a new series? Or? Um, I want to say like three years old. Oh, okay, so relatively relatively newish. Yeah, it's it's on the flicks though. So if you've got Netflix, you should check it out. Everyone should have Troll Netflix. Hunters, and then Three Below is the linked one, and then they're bringing out a third series, okay. which is also in the same town. Oh, so Troll Hunters is about trolls. Really, Three Below is about aliens. And the third one, which I don't think they have the name for yet, is about wizards, and they're all in the same town. Dun, dun, dun. Wait, it's a cartoon. It's an animation. It's made by DreamWorks. Right, okay. It's not at all what I was thinking. No, it's hella, it's hella good, though. Because the, the film Troll Hunt was pretty dark, pretty gritty. This is nothing like that. My my one year old and my five year old are obsessed with it. So. Right. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't let them watch something that was dark and gritty. Yeah, we're not watching Manhunter or whatever. Mindhunter. Mindhunter's got a new series coming out. No. Yeah. Seriously. Uh huh. Wow. Well excited for let that me boy. Because I had this app that I track all my TV shows on called TV Show Tracker. Literally. <laughs> when they when they ring the app, they're like, "So what does this app do? Oh, it what tracks do do? TV shows. Um, TV Show Tracker. Yeah, that'll, that'll do it. That's pretty much it. And you basically just add in all your TV shows that you like. I'll show you here. Um, you should put this in the show notes. I will. I will. A link. Uh, it's seemingly only available on iOS. And, um, yeah, look, you just add in all your TV shows, here. Uh-huh. And does it and work then, out when a new series comes out? So, if you go to your schedule, this is everything that you've got coming up. And then if you go to the up and coming, whenever anything gets a release date to be renewed or a start date, it puts it in here. Stranger Things. Yeah, July the 4th. Stranger Things, everybody. But it's good for TV shows that aren't as announced. Like, Jenna's really looking forward to The Boys, which is a Garth Ennis comic. Um, Preacher, another one. No, I'm shaking uh, my head. I have no idea what. Yeah, you have about. no idea. But yeah, Preacher and uh, no that Seth Rogen's done them. Oh, so, okay. Uh, Jenna's quite excited. They're two of her favourite comics. So. Sick. Um, quite so dark. yeah, lots of things to binge. So if you are feeling a bit meh or a bit like, then bit, there's lots of good stuff on Netflix. Let me tell you about two things that happened in my life, and then we'll get to my good and then my shout out. Okay. Um, almost killed a cyclist. Okay. Wait, why is that good? Because it was hilarious. Okay. Um, he snuck up on me on a roundabout. Oh, sneaky but cyclist. They're like, but they're like, this, they're like a silent killer, aren't they? Mm. You can listen, if with your windows open, you can listen for cars coming and use all of your senses. Bike's not making any noise. It's, no. It's going to crash right into you. Yep. Um, now, where I grew up in Harrow, the cars would park on both sides of the road. So you learned to cross the road using your ears because if a car goes left across you, then you know for sure that another car's not coming from the left for a while because the cars are parked on both sides and it's going to take the majors to get past each other. Yeah, yeah. So as long as you listen for the left, you're fine. All you have to do is check the right and you're good to go. Yeah. That doesn't work with a cyclist because... Silent but deadly. Silent killers. Um, and yeah, maybe that's just a sign that my neighborhood was too quiet growing up. But Possibly. Yeah, that, a cyclist crashed into me and he's shouted a load of profanities. Was this today? Mm, three or four days ago. Oh. Uh, he didn't crash into me, but he like 
braked hard. Yeah, yeah. And my window was open and I had my AirPods in. Are they legal to drive in? Uh, they don't have noise cancelling. Uh, maybe, yeah. As long as you're not wearing... You can I've, drive seen, with... I've seen people driving with overhear headphones on before, like idiots. That's mental. Yeah. You can drive with a Bluetooth headset, though. Yeah, yeah. Same kind of thing, right? Yeah. And... Anyway, I, was, I had my AirPods in. I was listening to a podcast, and um, he stopped like quite near to my window, shouted a load of profanity. And because I had my podcast in, I didn't hear what he was shouting. So I just double-tapped my, pod, my AirPod, which then stopped the podcast. Yeah. And I said... Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't see you there. And then I just sped off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he was very happy. There was lots more profanity. That was hilarious. Uh, I drive into driving to drop Jenner off at work the other day. I uh, there was a cyclist coming on, but he was literally cycling slower than I would walk. Yes. Like, and I was like, "What are you doing? Like, you're blocking all the traffic." Like, and I had to wait to overtake him because of traffic in the right-hand lane. And me and about four of the cars are just sat crawling behind him. Like, come on. It was just crazy. I read a hilarious joke, which Ian, the scouser from work, um, found funny, so I feel like it's not horrible. Uh, it, yeah, but uh, he'll find a lot of horrible stuff funny. <laughs> it was about cyclists. He says, why do you never... Um, why do you never swerve to miss a cyclist in Liverpool? Oh, go on. Because they might be riding your bike. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was good. Um, and my other... <laughs> that is good, actually. <laughs> my other hilarious driving experience was... One of the most surreal things I've ever experienced in my entire life. Um, I was driving next to a girl and a guy in a, like, Fiat 500. Which is one of these, like, posh girl cars. Little basic car, though. Yeah, little, little basic... No offence if you have a Fiat 500. Um, but if you didn't pay for it yourself... I mean, if it's a white one... Yeah, and you've got a custom number plate. Yes, oh. okay, yeah, fair. Anyway, this guy looked really, like, he was sat looking down, and he looked really lost. Right. And I was like, and we were driving next to each other, so I could kind of see, like, relatively well what he was doing. He looked really lost, and I thought he was looking down at his phone. Okay, maybe he was, was he driving or was she no, driving? she was driving. She was driving. And he looked really lost, and he was looking down at his, what I thought was his phone, like, as maybe looking at Turns maps. Turns out it was something. his dick. Oh, shit. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> um, turns out he was holding a um, battery-operated vibrator. No. Yeah, like a wand thing. Right. So a, like, stick with a, like, a bulb-shaped thing on the end and was, like, flicking it on and off, and it was, like, vibrating and then not vibrating and then vibrating and then not vibrating. Were you, how long were you driving next to these was, people? We were kind of... Like, standstill traffic? No, on the kind of on the motorway, like, coming onto the motorway, but next to each other at kind of 40, right. 40 or 50. So okay. it's not enough to be, like, oh, my God, what the hell is he doing? But it's also enough that you can actually see what they're doing. Okay. Um, and your car's, like, raised up, isn't I'm, it? I'm so quite, see, a, yeah, quite yeah. a high car, so it was good. It was just hilarious. And she was driving... <clears throat> Far too fast for someone who wasn't about to have a good evening. Oh. And he looked like someone who had been replaced. Oh, right. <laughs> he just looked really he deflated. Like, he was like, what? What is this thing? And like, it turns on and off. She's like, I'm, gonna, I'm having a great time. I'm having a great Let's time. get home now. <laughs> uh, so that was hilarious. Um, it's not the good thing that that I want that I would tell you my as my answer, but it was a hilarious week of driving. Uh, what is your good thing then? What has made you happy this week? Um, so this is coming out on uh, Monday. 
Monday. Monday the thirteenth. Which means I will have written fifteen songs oh. in fifteen days. Songified. Yes. So this month, you may have noticed that you didn't get an email in your inbox about a monthly challenge for May. That is probably because of a combination of things. One, yes, me and Craig are very, very busy, and we run this podcast and this website in our spare time, so we don't always get to um, do lots of planning for monthly challenges, Mm -hmm. which is understandable. We have jobs. Yeah, we're busy. One of us has kids. One of us has a dog. Stuff happens, right? That's fine. So we didn't get a chance to do a plan for a monthly challenge this month, which is fine. However, we took the opportunity of having not done a monthly plan to do our own monthly challenges. Yes, we did. So I am going to try and be creative every day for the entire month. Most of that, so far, what we're recording this nine days in. Yes. No, eight days in. Eight days in. The night tomorrow. I've written nine songs in nine days. Ooh. So before I moved up here... And before I worked for the company that we now work for. What did uh, you do, man? I wrote songs. A lot. I wrote a lot of songs. And um, it's something that I really enjoy doing and had some kind of success doing. And um, I kind of haven't done it now for a while because when you do something for a job, you can fall out of love with the process of doing it because it becomes your job. And yeah, it becomes your work, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, so I kind of have kind of fell out of love with it. And... Having found a bit more spare time recently, I'm kind of forcing myself into a situation where I'm having to be creative. Great. Nine songs in nine days, meaning that when you when this gets released, hopefully I'll be on 15 songs in 15 days. And by the end of the month, I'll have 30 songs that will have, brand new songs I will have written. Will you be releasing them all at once? They are already being released. All right, okay. So as they are recorded, they get posted on... Tube. Uh, on YouTube. So it's just like a really simple video with the music over the top. You can find it in the show notes if you really want to go and track it down. But I'm not massively about publicizing it right now because they're kind of just like really rough demos. It's me just recording my me singing and with my guitar into my phone. So it's not like super high level production or whatever. Um, but it is nice to be doing new music again. So I am trying to be creative for the entire month. If that means writing songs, great. If that means drawing a picture, wonderful. If that means writing some, getting stuck into some new essays for the website, that will also be happening. Yeah. Got some cool stuff coming up. Um, I'm writing currently a long form essay on what what is minimalism. So when people ask us, oh, what's minimalism? We're kind of like, you kind of have to like, beat around the bush a little bit and kind mm. of there isn't a definite answer i mean there is it's for an me, amalgamation correct of different yeah things, yeah, yeah. so i think you're right there's kind of it's, it's a combination of a load of different things and practices and habits and lifestyle changes and stuff so i want to have an essay that if someone says oh look what the hell's minimalism i can just send it to them and be like look this is what this is what we stand for this is what our website is trying to do and this is kind of our values and our habits, and this is kind of what the... the, the I think the, the easy way is. to describe it to people is just smart thinking. It's just a different way of thinking. Yeah, but then also, like, it's not... I don't feel like it's, like, radical in any way. No, not at all. It's not I like, mean, there's different levels of it. Some people go all in, like the guy that's written Goodbye Things, Fumio Sasaki. Yeah. He he literally just got rid of everything and yeah. was like, here I am living with the, the minimalist. Yeah. But that, like... 
But I don't feel like any of it is like new learning. Plenty of people throughout history have taught mm. about how living simply is the way to happiness. And I feel like we're part of a generation who's kind of just cottoning onto it a little bit more um, as a kind of backlash to what the world is telling us is... Consumerism. What the world is telling us matters, which Ooh. is that you should own lots of things in order to prove to other people that you have worth. Um, so, yeah, writing a really long-form essay. So hopefully I'll get into stuck into that a bit more this month as well. Um, cool. And who is your shout-out for, Mick? My shout-out is for my sister. I have an older sister, Charlie, and two younger brothers, Jim and Pete. And Charlie has been very helpful. Um, even if she doesn't really know that she's being helpful, she's being helpful. Um, so a few phone calls and a few text messages. She basically is the wisest of our family right okay um so if you have a issue or you have a problem or you need solving or you want to just kind of vent charlie is the person to go to and she has been very very helpful over the course of the last few months so uh shout out to charlie she's the best and Ooh. i'm going home in like two weeks so i'm gonna get to see, oh, see yeah, the whole yeah. fam again Famala. which will be nice so who's our co-host, mate? Um, so yeah, this we've kept the people waiting seventeen yeah, minutes. You're now. you're seventeen minutes deep, and we are we can reveal that this <coughs> week's first co-host for the podcast is Otis the Papa. Otis the dog. Um, so because we are at Craig's, and because um, Craig has a dog, we inadvertently have a co-host, which means that if you hear either of us going, Otis, get down, or get off, or he's licking my toe again. Uh, that's because Otis is our co-host, and if you hear him sniffing or wiling out in the background, don't panic. We are not turning into don't werewolves. Freak out. We're not werewolves. We just have a dog co-host. Okay. Um, shall we do some good news? Let's do a bit of good news. So, you do you want to throw yours on me, or do you want me to throw mine on you? Um, I'll go first. Okay. Are we you excited for it? I'm extremely excited. It's about bees, so... Oh, bloody bees. Bloody bees. It's 50 quid bees. Okay, so that is not right. Here we go. Okay, so just talking about London. Seven-mile bee corridor coming to London to boost declining population. Ooh. So, have you seen Bee Movie? Yes, I have, yes. Do you know what happens in Bee Movie, friends? Don't remember. Tell bee us. Movie. Tell us, Mick, tell us. In Bee Movie... It's told from the perspective of a bunch of bees. Namely, Barry Benson Bee, who is a who is Jerry Seinfeld. Is it really? Yeah. And um, he befriends a human and finds out that the humans have been eating honey and profiting off the production of honey um, and shuts down honey production because it's against bee rights. Ooh. Right, so none of the bees are making honey bees. because no one's buying honey, no one's collecting honey, no one's buying honey, no one's eating honey, therefore they don't need to make any honey. Mm. And, oh, just bought something on eBay, that's good. Um, don't buy things, friends. Oh, yeah, shout out to... <laughs> that's so funny. Shout out to Dave from work. because oh, Dave, his, classic Dave. Who thinks differently. His heckle for me and you... Almost every time we're having a conversation. Buy more stuff! Oh, it is, yeah. <laughs> Otis. He's trying to get in on the action, mate. He is. Ow! Yeah, look, over there. Come here. Yeah, go. Um, so, yes, the, uh, the bees take back control of honey production, therefore not pollinating any plants, and all the trees and plants die because the honeys aren't doing their job. So, it appears that London 
councils have seen that and thought, I know what we'll do. Let's make a B corridor. Ooh. So there is going to be a connection of um, seven miles of like meadows and parks and open green spaces where bees are encouraged to pollinate plants. And it's in my home council of Brent, which is where I was born. Brent. Yeah, David Brent. David Brent. No, I was born in Harrow, um, which um, is in is in Brent. And where is it going through? Gladstone Park, Barnum Park, Tiverton. Um, yes, so the parks team curated a mix of wild, wild flowers with bees and other insects in mind, choosing varieties that would attract the pollinators. Worldwide, bee numbers have been on the decline for, in recent years, and scientists blame a range of factors, namely... B movie. Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> no, it doesn't say that. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> Flower, the, this row of flowers and meadows will not only benefit bees, but can also support other insects as well as, as species, such as butterflies, dragonflies, and moths. Ooh. Um, so because bee, bee-ness is down, they've decided to build this, like, seven-mile meadow, which is going to be sick. So they're going to be much more bees, and therefore all the plants won't die, and everyone will live happy ever after. That sounds really good. And being from Manchester... The B is the symbol. Oh my God! Do the thing with the hands. Ooh, we're doing it. We're doing it. Um. So yes. Wait. But it's a threefold. Oh, go on. Because it's happening in my hometown. And my hometown. Your hometown is Manchester. My hometown is Harrow. Yeah. They're promoting bees. The sigil of House Manchester is the bee. House Manchester. And therefore, it's like a three-pronged approach to the... Oh, we've, we've developed so the So you do thing. two and I'll do one. Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, oh, there's yeah. the trident. Okay. The trident of joy and oh. Venus. Whip Wonderful. out the trident. That's my, that's my news. I like your news. It's good. I feel good about that news. It's good news, right? Go on, bees. Smash so... It. Bees are smashing it. Mine is scientists on the verge of creating 100% recyclable plastic. Wait, what? Plastic that you can... You can recycle plastic. I know, but it says here, 100% renewable, recyclable plastic. Okay. Not just a bit of plastic we can renew. Right, so we're talking... All of it. We're talking big-time plastic. So, apparently, from reading or skim-reading this, they've developed this new type of plastic material called PDK, for short, or polydicotonanemin. Yes. That... That's not real. It is, eh? Go on, again. Dicky Tonanamin. Can I have a go? Yeah, sure. It's uh, just the Polly Dicky Tonanamin. Dick Ah, Dicky Tonanamin. the plastic was clearly not in this. Oi! So yeah, they've they've basically made this PDK, which is unlike. Other plastics uh, that are non-reversible or anything like that. This one is the bonds on the PDK plastic forms with other chemicals which are fully reversible via an acid bath. 100% renewable plastic, people. Sick, I like that. Do you recycle? You do recycle, don't you? I'm a, I, I'm a, I'm a recycler. I'm a recycler. Um, I'm not as good as I could be. Uh, there's always room for improvement. Um, what we should do is check back in with um, my friend Jesse, who runs the Zero Waste Shop in Bracefield and Romsey in 
uh, near Southampton, who is a family friend of mine. We should check back in with those guys and see how they're doing. What is that? What's that place called? Something and Lemon. Oh, I can't remember. It'll oh. be in the show notes. We'll it, it was in the, in the previous show notes. It was in the show notes before. I'm going to uh, find it now because I feel like I'm doing them a disservice. Well, while you do that, I want to give uh, Jaden Smith a shout out, Will Smith's son. Because oh, yeah. uh, the other week when I was in work, someone had a just water bottle. Oh. Um, or carton, should I say. And apparently he's invested or created, helped co-create this company called Just Water. And it's just still water in a recyclable bottle uh, carton. Oh, with a plant-based plastic sellers lid. and sellers and boots, right? They do, yeah. Yeah, uh, I've plant- seen them before and thought, mm, looks like a gimmick. But if it's, no, it's, if it's, yeah, it's, it's totally recyclable. I think it's sick. plant-based plastic lid uh, and like recyclable cardboard mm. for the outer. Now at work, we're not brilliant at recycling. We aren't. We're terrible. We need to maybe take that on. There are some people that are doing things to change that, and apparently we are going to be better at that soon. So. Things are in motion. Good. Shout out to uh, Nina Robbo ah. for her eco bricks work. That's a good shout. Uh, by collecting all the plastic that we would ordinarily waste or throw away at work, and um, but just getting us all to collect it and donating it to eco bricks. Yeah. So the company I, re- I found them. I found oh, go on. Go on. Um, go they're on. called Lemon and Ginger. Lemon and Ginger. J I N J A. That's it. Yeah, we did talk about them on a previous podcast. Um, So, yes, it's in Romsey, and they sell plastic-free foods and household and bathroom goods. So if you are a zero-waste person in the Romsey slash Bracefield slash Southampton area in the New Forest... Lemon and ginger. Lemon and ginger is your way to go. Um, Yes, that is a good piece of news. It is a good piece of news. Very good. Very happy. Very impressed. Very wonderful. Um, What we're discussing today... We're getting into creativity. Ooh, being a bit creative. We're going to get talking, we're talking creative. Now, this also ties into the fact that this month I am particularly focusing on my creativity. As am I. Oh, yeah, you didn't tell us what your monthly challenge was this month. I know. You overshadowed me, Michael. sorry, dear. Continue, Uh, Squire. So I am doing the Matt Diavella journaling challenge. Oh, yes. Which is going well. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of organisation and stuff, so that's going well for me. Uh, something I may continue to do going forward. Yeah. But I'm also I recently got my camera. You did. And I'm, now, we, how long have we been talking about this on the podcast? Like a couple of weeks about you. Thinking I think about so. Yeah. Camera, yeah. Uh, so I eventually got my camera, got my two lenses and my bags, and I've just been learning snapping away, like snapping crazy. away like a turtle. Yeah. So if Craig's turtle. if Craig's um, if Craig's Instagram game doesn't drastically improved over the course of the next few months we should be really worried very concerned because he's wasted his money well i'm uh, i've been like networking uh with some photographers around manchester Sick. good idea uh trying to get out in groups learn some stuff tips yeah. and tricks i think i think that is the best way to learn mm-hmm. in community you have an opportunity to learn little tricks that you wouldn't normally have learned when i'm writing these new songs i am posting them on reddit Oh, so nice. there's a, a few like songwriter subreddits. So are you uh, are you posting the written music or the song being I'm, sung? I'm posting recordings of me singing the songs. Right. Okay. Good. On Reddit and being like, "What do we think?" And then taking people's suggestions and be like, "Oh, that's a sick idea." I like chuck that in and then re-record it, and that's what ends up on YouTube. Nice. So there, yeah, community is definitely the way to go. And we know a lot of talented photographers. 100%. So you're you're 
in good hands. I am. I feel like I've done really well with it, to be fair. Like, learned a lot. Mm. Uh, it's just about practicing, repetition, and getting on with it. What the hell was that? That was a email, apparently. Sick. Um, my favourite podcast is This Past Weekend, which is Theo Vaughn, who's an American comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, and he always forgets to turn off his notifications on his laptop when he records (laughs) and he gets so sad when he when he gets an email notification he'll be like in the middle of a story about like his relationship with his dad growing up or whatever and it'll just go blung and he'll go damn it (laughs) well i put it on do not disturb i don't know why it did that oh damn you laptop damn you okay so we are talking about creativity your creativity is journaling Right. Mm. So, what, talk talk me through what you're doing. So, I am bullet journaling, okay. uh, which is I've. So, when I was looking into bullet journaling, I found no specific method on how to do it. That's probably good. Yeah, like, but it was there was loads of different examples on the way people do it. Yeah, all very similar, but each to their own. Like, there was no specific format for a bullet journal. It, like, each are done differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for me, I've just done it very plain, very simple to start with, and I've literally just. There's no doodles, design, drawings. It's literally just day by day, week by week, what's going on. Yeah. Things I want to accomplish, monthly goals. And then at the end of the month, I'll probably reflect back on how I'm feeling, how I feel things went, how I felt doing different things. Yeah. And then maybe set different challenges for the next few months. Yeah, that's smart, I think, because if you've written it down, you can then, at the end of the month, go back and go, well, I wanted to write more this month. Have I written more? Or I wanted to really get stuck into a community of photographers in Manchester. Have I done that? And then if you haven't, you can be like, well, why haven't I done that? Yeah, And then if you work and work out why, then you can tackle moving forward, making a change. Well, I'm thinking of coming up with my own way of doing bullet journaling. So I use the app Actions uh, on my phone. You love an app. I do love a good app, but I, I love using Actions. It's just such a nicely designed app. It links well with my calendar. So I'm thinking of doing it all on there and maybe writing each day how I felt or each week how yeah. I feel the week. I think, I, think, I think the physical act of writing with your actual hand and pen and paper is really, really powerful. Yeah, Your is. brain was not designed to type on a phone. No. Your brain was designed to do things with your hands in a kinetic physical way yeah like writing the journal the other day felt really good because i could see everything i was doing and like i didn't want to over swamp myself and then using your phone there's the opportunity for distraction and things like that which is why i have actions on my dock so no matter what page i'm on it go straight to it do it and then log out my phone yeah yeah definitely good definitely good so we're talking about creativity yes this Um, is a long four hours later long essay one two three four Five pages long. And he's not going to read the whole thing, people. So I'm going to so read the whole worry. thing. So if you don't... Oh, we're still no, he's 31 not. minutes. If you want to fast forward to the end of this essay, fast forward to one hour. Because <laughs> it's going to be 30 minutes of me reading this essay now. Are you going to read the whole thing? No, I'm not. No, I'm going to read a little bit of the intro. And then I'm going to leave the rest to you guys. Because... This essay came out on Friday. It came out on Friday. So this is how it works, people. We're on episode 20. Otis, tell them how it works. No, he's falling asleep. He's asleep. He's literally falling asleep. Dog has gone to sleep. Okay, so how it works is the essay comes out on Friday. You've got the weekend to read it. It, The podcast comes out on Monday. And then you listen to us discuss it and chat chat in a nonsense about it. Um, If you've not grasped that by now, what that means is, because you're listening to the podcast, 
you have missed the essay release and you should go back and read the essay in its entirety in order to kind of catch exactly what we're talking about when we come to talk about creativity. Do you know how you wouldn't miss the the essay going live? How? Oh. By being a newsletter subscriber. Oh, sugar. So if you subscribe to the newsletter, you will get a sh- you'll get shot a little email saying a new essay has arrived on the on the website and you can check it out. So that's your S- that's your email on a Friday. Your emails from now on, what you're gonna get so this is why we've taken a month off, because we basically don't know what we're doing. <laughs> your emails now, this is what you're gonna get. On a Friday, you're gonna get a little email saying a new essay has come out. Then you read the essay, right? Mm. Yay, you've read it. Good job. Yeah. Now wait three days. Now the podcast is out on Monday. You won't get a notif- you won't get an email saying the podcast is out because it arrives in your podcast app. Yeah, see it's it. there. You should just check it. That's there. So that's fine. The only other email you will get from us because we do not send spam is for any like monthly challenges ongoing. So we're taking May off. We may have. We might. Have, we, we may, may have, have. We might have another monthly challenge in June. We still haven't decided what we're doing. We're early in May. We got time. Yeah, we got lots of time. Um, so this month we're focusing on creativity. So let's read this essay, creativity. Uh, not all of it because it's flaming long. <laughs> but if you want to read it, you can head to manifestsimplicity.com forward slash creativity. The essay is up. You can read it in its entirety. It talks about brain activity and cultivating creativity when you're not feeling creative um, and how to overcome loss and why we as humans were designed to be creative. And how to marry a paintbrush. And how to... No, that's not in there. That's not in there? Oh, you took that out? Yeah, that bit's not in there anymore. I'm sorry, people. I've got the unedited version. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's read as much of this as we can stomach. Are we ready? Yes, let's go. Right, Otis, Creativity, take us off. head to... Man- <laughs> Otis, read the essay for us, Otis. <laughs> nope, didn't move. Nothing, absolutely nothing. Uh, so head to manifestsimplicity.com forward slash creativity and you can read this essay in its entirety. Here we go, creativity. Get out of your own way. If you're always looking behind you, how can you, f- how can you focus on where you're going? Creativity is vital to our survival. As a musician, a songwriter, and a lover of art, beauty, and design, I have always had a healthy creative department in my brain. Whether it be as a kid imagining scenarios in which my brothers and I must use our plastic swords to fight off multiple enemies against the odds, or in recent years as a songwriter and producer taking songs from inspiration into completion, all whilst trying desperately to maintain that vital childlike enthusiasm, I have always prided myself on my creative output and my ability to create from nothing. Creative block is like a plague. I know because I have experienced it firsthand. It spreads from your head to your fingers, to your mouth, to your heart. In my teenage years being ultra creative, I spent my teenage years being ultra creative, writing songs, designing logos, building websites, and generally exercising my creative department. After university, at the age of 22, I suddenly hit a creative wall. Of course, I have written music since then, some of which has been successful, but none of it had any real meaning to me. I sung and wrote about love, life and experience and emotion without ever really connecting to the words I was writing down. I have always attributed, to, attributed this lull in emotional connection to a lack of inspiration, a lack of time, or the sense of comfortability that came with settling down, starting a family and building a long-term plan. But in reality, a more likely explanation 
is that I was suddenly thrown into a life where I no longer had time to dedicate to just being creative. And I wasn't striving for anything either. I had the wife, the job, the car. What else did I need? Nevertheless, my creativity was dead. And then it goes on to talk about how creativity works in our brains. Um, talk, I talk about starting my new life in the North and then realizing that creativity comes from uh, your experience and how yeah. you kind of react to it. Um, so let's catch this up a little bit later down the, down the essay. It makes complete sense. The times I have felt most creative aren't in high-pressure songwriting camps or when I'm overtired and burnt out, but in the in-between moments where I can blur my focus and begin to think outside of my schedule, responsibilities, and life pressures. In recent months, I have worked very hard to better integrate my personal meditation and prayer time into my normal day by consciously chasing clarity and focus and by scheduling this time into my week, enabling me to harness that middle ground more easily a place without limitations, be they physical or time-related. Cultivating creativity comes down to these four things. Embracing experience, embracing struggle, embracing limitations, and embracing loss. So you can go through and read the explanations of each of those four um, areas of cultivating creativity, and then it wraps up like this. All of this theory is great, but without practice, the theory is useless. We must make time, make an effort, and make it happen. For me, it is about being intentional with my time. I set aside a day or a morning or an hour to create, and I'm working on being strict with myself about not using that time to catch up on admin or emails. A lack of social media definitely helps here. In order to be creative, we need to be intentional about it. If you're struggling with a particular song or work of art or blog post or book chapter, Set aside some time and commit to tackling it. Embrace new experiences. Power through the hard times. Throw yourself in at the deep end. Work through your failures. And then practice making it happen. As humans, we are invited to create culture and make things. Creativity is us, turning, is us making order out of chaos, turning raw materials into meaning. So the challenge for us is to make time for our brains to do their thing. Let's not hold our creative departments back. They're trying hard to make an appearance, but our lives, schedules, and day-to-day -day chaos sometimes get in the way. If we can get out of our own way, we will be much healthier and much happier. Ooh, I like it. Because creative for me is a big, big subject. Uh, it's one that can be discussed, I think, in so many different ways. And it's interesting to see your take on creativity. Mm. and to read what what you, what inspires creativity in you. Yeah. I think um I think when you've done something like writing music for a very long time, you start to think and this is something I found with this this kind of new songwriting process. You start to think that inspiration is what makes things happen. But in reality, if you want inspiration, you have to go and look for it. And you don't get that by waiting for it to come to come and arrive. If you wanted to get really good at photography, you don't wait to be inspired to go out and take photos. No. You go out and take photos to inspire yourself to take more photos. If you wanted to get really good at painting, 
You don't sit and wait to get inspired to paint. Just watch Bob Ross. <laughs> watch Bob Ross, yeah. Um, to be fair, it's probably a good way to learn is watching <laughs> someone who's really talented. Um, but if you want to get really good at something, you've got to put yourself in the chair and kind of do the hard work. That's the unglamorous bit of creativity is that it's often very difficult to, yeah. to make happen. Um, and that's what I'm finding is that the only way to force yourself into a situation where you you can exercise that creative department is to either set aside time or force yourself into a like a deadline or something mm. like that. I have set myself a song a day for this month because I know that if I just say I want to be more creative, I won't be more creative. Yeah, you I'll, need to have an achievable. It I'll, needs to be measurable. I'll use that as an excuse to just say, oh yeah, I was a bit more creative. I uh, took a different route to work. Or, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> you'll I, cheat yourself. Yeah, I, I, I had Liam Perrins on my cheese on toast. That is a hack. <laughs> cheese on toast. Cheese on toast. Right? Didn't they used to put that in the advert anyway? The guy That's drip a sizzle of so it. So good. Bit, bit of Liam Perrins on top of your cheese on toast, and you are living literally in heaven. <laughs> I then douse it in ketchup as well. Of course you do. Yeah, you douse everything in ketchup. It's kind of a psychopath. Uh, um, for for me, I was during self-discovery shall we say yeah um i was a bit more inspired to i was struggling with writing consistently Mm. um and i used to do graphic design and illustration and for me they just became a job they came a little bit too much effort yeah Uh, and it was always dead hard sort of i'd always enjoy the stock images and the pictures more and the final product than I would creating the product. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, so for me, I was sort of <clears throat> I was sort of more inspired into photography. Yeah. And now I'm doing it myself. I'm I'm inspiring myself to go out and do more of it. Like yeah. Me and Ryan had one of those moments today when we were out shooting some pictures around Manchester. We were just walking back towards the car and I spotted this really nice paint uh, picture of a bee on the wall mm-hmm. and like it was hidden down this alleyway and it was this really nice like painted on B on this wall. It was like yellow and black. Like a mural, yeah. Yes. Um, I met someone the other day who does those professionally. That's her job. Really? Yeah. And I was like, uh, what? But I just nudged Ryan. I was like, oh, 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 like picture picture opportunity. (laughs) Uh, So we went in and Ryan was like, oh, I can't get in this gate, can I? We just pushed it and it opened. So we went in, lined the shot up, took loads of really nice pictures of it. So Sick. Yeah, I think it's about, yeah, so part of, Part of the yeah, cultivating creativity, the four things, one of them is embracing experience, which is like, in order to kind of prevent ourselves from going stagnant and not being able to create, we have to kind of break out of the kind of normalcy of our lives. And if your normal is get up, go to work, have a coffee on lunch, come home from work, eat dinner, watch Netflix, go to bed that can kind of become this kind of weird cycle of normal. In order to get creative, you have to kind of like break yourself out of that. There's a bit in, uh, have you seen Big Hero 6? No. Oh! Don't, it's a sore subject. Me and Jenna had it to watch together, and then I was at work one day and she had a day off. She watched it without me. No. I was devastated because I really, I heard it was a good film and I really wanted to watch it with her. That's so sad. I know. That's so sad. And I've just never bothered rewatch. Like it's just one of those films that we'd normally watch together, not alone. So I'm like, oh. we could watch it together. I really like that film. Really, really like more it more than The Greatest Showman. 
Oh, your, yeah. your mouth twitched. Yeah. You like, oh, oh, yeah. I like oh, it more. Oh. I like it more than the Greatest Showman. Wow. Yeah. Hundred percent locked in. Locked in. Okay. Yeah. Fair. No regrets. <laughs> no regrets. That's dappy for you, everyone. Um, the part in the film that this essay talks about well it doesn't talk about it but it kind of links to is he has to come up with some sort of technological advancement in order to get into this school that he wants to go to right he gets his pencil he's like this is going to be the greatest thing ever Eye of the Tiger plays in the background (laughs) yeah (laughs) he gets his pencil he goes to put it to the paper and then it's the music stops and it zooms out and he's got no ideas Uh... and he's like well what am I going to Nothing. He's like, I've got nothing. I've got no ideas. Stupid brain is not working. I've got no ideas. And his brother comes over to him and picks him up and throws him on his shoulders and like spins him around the room. And he's like, what the hell are you doing? He's like, shake it up. Like shake up what's, what your normal is in order to like force yourself into a creative like zone. And I think that's exactly what we need to do. Mm. If you had, if you had seen that picture and gone, oh, we're not allowed in there. Not taking pictures. Yeah. How, what a wasted opportunity. If you, if you can get in there, take the opportunity to go in there and take pictures. Exactly. Yeah, there was a thing I saw on the Manchester Photography Club Instagram recently, and it was a comment that said, How many photographers in Manchester have been kicked off car park roofs? <laughs> yeah, oh, <laughs> bad, yeah. 100% true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100% For true. For definite. There's a lot of pictures of that kind of thing. I follow Art Manchester on Reddit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of those. A lot of top of the, top of the rooftop pictures. Good though. I really like them. They are good. A few talented people knocking about on the internet as well. Mm, mm. Uh, there's a guy who's called Manchester Portraits, um, who is very, very good. Uh, Danny Cradden, very, very good. You can check Yeah, Mr. Crads. Super, very good. Uh, uh, there's a guy called, uh, his Instagram handle is G underscore Cooper, named George. Okay. Uh, he's someone I've been taking inspiration from. He okay. is amazing. Sick. Uh, from what I've read on his website, he's been doing photography, put landscape photography mainly for about seven years. Wow. And he does videography as well. Sick. A bit like our man Crads. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's just insane. But he's in Iceland at the moment, so his Instagram story is just like... I bet it's just ridiculous. Lit of just yeah. Iceland. I can't... Like, I it's can't, just gorgeous. I can't look at Danny Cradden's pictures right now because he's such a talented photographer and he's travelling in Australia. I know. It's like, God, why? Even all his drone footage oh, when he God. was going through America yeah. like last year, was it, or something? Yeah, it's so insane. Ryan Rose, very good. He's taking pictures for our website. Shout out, Ryan Rose. Yeah, shout out, Ryan Rose. Um, there's a lot of good... There's a lot of... We know a lot of talented photographers. Mihal, we did a session with Mihal. Mihal. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll chuck a few of these photographers' websites in, uh, in the show notes if you want to check these guys out. Um, so, yeah, embracing experience is definitely something you need to kind of take into account if you want to try and push your creativity. Embracing struggle. This one is... Um, Particularly pertinent in kind of my current situation, like the process of um, overcoming pain or defeating a situation can breed a space of creativity. Sometimes it is tough to see the other side of our pain, but if you break through the wall, then uh, you'll arrive in a new place of life, new experience and new creative focus. Like if you can get through some sort of horrible life experience or some sort of like painful situation on the other side of that pain is like a way to a way to kind of move yourself forward is to just get super creative. I think that's kind of what I'm doing, which is kind of would make sense. Um, I think a lot of a lot of musicians and a lot of artists will f- kind of feel a connection to that because 
a lot of people's creativity comes out of overcoming some sort of situation. Um, so yeah, overcoming and embracing the kind of experience of loss is a big one. Embracing limitations. Now this one is something that's very um, uh, kind of glossed over in the music world because there's a culture of gear, 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 which is like buy as much stuff as you can and that will enable you to make better music. Um, and I fell into this trap as well. I think photography is very similar. Very similar. Like, yeah, like if you, oh, I'll, I'll just get another lens or I'll yeah. get another light or I'll, oh, I need this body because this one doesn't do that. I think the best way to force yourself into creative situation is one of the best ways is to reduce the amount of options you have. If you, for the new recordings I'm doing, I have my iPad, my phone, a tripod and my guitar. And that is my only option. I don't have the option to put drums on top. I have, don't have the option to add, add But then action. it'll become exciting when you do have that. Correct. And so, not just have it straight away. Yeah, and what it means is that the art can't hide behind all of the extra fancy gear on top. Mm. If the song is rubbish, it'll be proved in the fact that the song's rubbish. Yeah. A, good, a rubbish song can be hidden very often behind good production and good instrument sounds. Yeah. Just like a good... A, a rubbish picture can kind of be hidden behind great editing. Yes, yeah. And yeah. kind of, in fact, if you are just going to take great photos, it's better to get good with less equipment than it is to get good with lots of equipment. Because what do you do when it's when you've not got access to that? Kind yeah, of like thing? I've got two prime lenses at the moment, but like I'd love a good zoom lens so I can I don't have to keep switching lenses. I can just have the one lens that does everything. Yeah. But then why I need to force myself to get gotta get with good these. at the first thing before you take on option number two. Yeah, right? I've got to learn more about the camera, composing the shot, yeah. everything else, and then then the lens upgrade comes in like a year or so, like that's or two years. That's not yeah. yet. That is. Well, I'm amazing with these lenses. I can get these down to a date. What's next? Yeah, I think um, I saw a really interesting quote the other day that was, you can't stick to the rules if you don't know what they are. Ooh, I uh, like it. Powerful. Which is like, yeah, obviously you, people say that rules are meant to be broken, but how do you know what the rules are if you've not bothered to learn them in the first place? Yeah. So you've got to learn the rules in order to know the rules, in order to break the rules. Mm. And people often go straight to option number three, which is, oh, I'm going to do lots of really cool creative things with all of this gear that I own. When in fact, limiting yourself to learning the basics is the best way to get really good at the thing you want to be good at. Yeah. Um, so that's a very good one. Embracing loss. Um, yeah, so that goes super deep into... Um, butterflies and caterpillars. In order to become a butterfly, a caterpillar must fully dissolve within the chrysalis. This dissolution or meltdown is the first and most difficult stage of change. However, while incredibly strenuous and distressing, it is the fundamental component of the transformation process. Ooh. So you, sometimes you have to break down in order to build yourself back up. Yeah, you have to know you don't just keep going at something if it's not working for you. Like you said before, you have to know your limitations. You have to think back to to touch back on that subject you have to know well I actually can't go any further than this like I've pushed myself as far as I can I am the best at what I can do right now yeah I can't go any further with this yeah and then you you then you open up an opportunity to add something or to learn a new skill and kind of drastically open the way that you you perceive creativity so you could be an amazing 
um, classical artist, yeah. musician, yeah. but then you might want to be getting into, I don't know, metal, and you might actually find that you're you're not very good at that. So it's it's knowing where to go, I think, next as well, yeah, maybe. But I, but I think if you're... There's is, nothing stopping you being a good metal artist because you understand music. It's a very interesting analogy because if you were a very, very good classical musician, you could adapt your style to metal. Yeah. But if you're a... If you str- if you barely struggle to get through classical music, you're gonna struggle even more to adapt to a style that you're not used to. But if you get really really good in the first place, mm-hmm. you have the ability to be creative in a world that doesn't that isn't your normal world. Mm-hmm. If you can get brilliant at photography or portrait photography or wedding photography, you've learned the skills that then you can apply to a gig. Yeah. Or definitely. apply to live action or like. Yeah, and the the limitation, limiting yourself is the best way to focus yourself. Um, so, yeah, that's a really interesting one for definite. Um, as we said, this essay is very, very long. Um, so what we'll do is we'll um, stop there and let you guys go and read the rest of the entire thing. So that should be fine. What we're going to do is we're going to jump into... Our next segment, which is Ask Reddit. 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 Ask Reddit. Okay, so um, um oh my god. Your one is gonna Mine is I'm gonna insane. I'm gonna go on a big rant on your Are one. you? Okay, John, Ooh, you go first. Am I gonna trigger you? Trigger, trigger, so, trigger. Trigger I'm, warning, everyone. Trigger warning. <laughs> we need a siren that plays when we say this. Because sometimes no, we, because we that's do, a sound that I can't stand. We do get pretty <laughs> triggered. Um, right, right, right. Let me find it. Let me find it. Here it is. So, I found this last Reddit and it did reach out to me because there are some quite annoying sounds that I find really irritating. Oh so, what are some typical sounds that you can't stand? And like I don't like just everyday sounds that you just really get annoyed by. One of mine um, is slappy mouthy eating. Oh my god! I can't <laughs> even believe you're about to say that. I was just about to say. That. I really can't stand it. I think right that if you can't eat with your mouth, obviously you can't eat with your mouth closed because you've got to shovel food into it, right? Mm. Once the food's in, you can close it. If you don't shut your lips, you should. Dig a hole. <laughs> Climb on inside. Right? Keep the dirt at a like like close proximity that you've dug out of the hole. Get yourself in the hole and then shovel the dirt on top of yourself. <laughs> With your mouth closed. Shovel it on top of yourself and stop breathing. Oh. Right? Because... Could have just said kill yourself. There's no reason for you to show me what's eating, what's being eaten. Right? Yeah. I don't, don't need it. to hear it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to smell it. I don't want anything. I don't want anything. Right? Right? Just stop it's it. so annoying. Another so one annoying. is dry mouth. I get so annoyed, like, when the dog, like, in the morning, because he's not had a drink all night, he'll start, like, licking his paws, and all you'll get is a... And he'll be, like, licking and licking and licking. You've literally just got up to get a glass of water. <laughs> Uh, the, re- the reason I've got up to get a glass of water is because oh, I was just... Oh, slurping. I was just... No, I was just about to say oh. that 
Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. You do. A lot. You have a haram of podcasts. I have a lot of podcast action going on. Right. I live on my own and I struggle to sleep. So what I do is I stick a podcast on and then that podcast lulls me to sleep. Ooh. I fell asleep at work today. Yes, I, I saw. I was listening to a podcast. <laughs> I thought it was a photo. Yeah, I was, just, I was in the break room and I fell asleep. Okay, so in the last 10 days, I've listened to 35 hours of podcasts. Oh my lord. That's a lot of podcasts. Yes, and in those in those extended periods of podcast listening, um, my pet peeve is when a podcast host is talking and they don't realise they've got a dry mouth. Oh, that's the worst. And they're just like this. I'm not going to... I, can't do I don't even know if I can do it because I know that people who listen to this... I know people who listen to this podcast. I don't want to do it to them. You don't want to wind them up. I know how aggravating it is. It's awful. One of our old managers used to drink a lot of coffee, and whenever he'd deliver like a store meeting or like a, a team meeting, it'd just be constant dry mouth. It was the, you could hear his like, and then, and then. It I can't so stand it. I, I, I have actually screamed out loud in my car on my own for someone to drink a glass of water on a podcast. <laughs> no way. Literally screamed, and people next to me being like, what the f- like that guy's mental and I'm screaming to myself <laughs> with your my skinhead as well yeah, I've got a skinhead big beard sat in my black coat in my massive car <laughs> screaming to myself with my airpods in that guy's mental um, yes I, those are two sounds that I definitely don't like uh, one of the top answers that I really enjoyed was my co-worker <laughs> yeah, oh god that's so savage and it, underneath it the, the comment under that was Everyone has one of those. Everyone has. When when that person wrote my coworker, everyone thought of the coworker that they didn't like the sound of. Oh god, yeah, I know exactly who mine is. Oh no, I don't mind. No, you've just mouthed a, co- a coworker to me. I don't mind them. Oh right, okay, They're fine. So Drew, Drew's not that bad then. No, no he's fine. <laughs> Dobby. Um, no, yeah, everyone knows which coworker they're talk- they're thinking of when you say that. Oh yeah, I got it. Yeah, <laughs> dry mouth. No, no. All oh, right. Don't even mind. I just don't have conversations with, with that person. Um, um, so yeah. So everyone knows which one you're talking. Which one there? Yeah, you instantly go to yours. Yeah. Um, this wh- one. This this next one is iPhone alarm sound. Yeah. So basically, you know when so people, I don't use it. You know when people have a ring. I use the iPhone alarm. I don't. And when people have a ringtone, I don't use a conventional alarm sound. Mm. But when people have a ringtone, that's my alarm. Oh. Triggers me big time. Really? That, like, I have an alarm which is specific for it's time to go for a run. Well, okay. And some people is have it... Is it one of the built-in alarm sounds? Yeah, yeah. Someone, some people have it for as a ringtone. And what that means is that when their phone rings, I like my brain goes, oh, is it time to go for a run? <laughs> and it could be any time of day. And my brain's like, oh, it's time to go out and smash miles now. It's time. Smash miles. <laughs> Literally smash miles. My, um, I don't use it. I used, since Apple introduced the bedtime alarm, Oh, yeah, the one uh, where you set your sleep thing. Yeah, I don't use it to track sleep because no one wants... Well, I don't want to do that. But it's the alarm sounds are a lot more softer, a lot nicer to wake up to. I woke up for two years every day to Beautiful Day by Blue, by U2. Nice. See, I, I wouldn't see the need in having a song or the benefit. Well, what it meant was... Because you don't, you don't get that into the song before you're hitting your phone off the table. No, but it was on my computer the other side of the room. Oh. And what it meant was I should be up, been to the toilet, and kind of almost got completely dressed or like showered. While it still plays. While that song's playing. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then you're like... That's a good way of doing it, I guess. Yeah, you're not allowed to turn it off until the song is finished. 
I tend to try and naturally wake up now at about half six, seven anyway, so it's not normally too bad. But Jenna still uses the iPhone alarm sound. It is the worst. If I'm not awake before her alarm goes off and it just it just goes off, it's the worst. I've, my, I'm now trained to wake up at five past six. Ooh, that's early. Even when I'm not set an alarm, five past six. Oh, awake. Like that, awake. Amazing. Interesting. Amazing, the body's, the body's ability to do things that you don't want it to do. So throw your ass Reddit on me. What's, um, the, what's the best way to destroy boredom? You've just put Reddit. Yeah. It's... I suppose so, because you can fall in the Reddit re- 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 rabbit hole. The Reddit one, rabbit hole, Reddit rabbit hole. 1,000%. My favourite Reddit at the moment, my favourite subreddit is called What's This Thing? Oh, I like those. Oh ones. my God, it's so fun. I like So those people ones. find it like, I don't know, they're digging. Or there was a guy that found that medal of his granddad's. In yeah. Like a Nazi medal and everyone was like, what's this? And um, he was like, oh. And, and then, so basically. Your you post- father was into SS. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you find something. Say you're renovating a house or you move into a new flat or you buy a car and there's something in the boot or you're on a walk. And you find something and you're like, what the hell is this? You post a picture. People on the subreddit who know what that thing is, they write a thing. Hopefully saying, someone knows what it is. They go, oh, this is a um, um, uh, a loom. It's a sonic coin ring. Yeah. And then um, if you put solved, that means it is solved and I found out what it is. Nice. And I like to go through and try and solve as many of them as I can. And I'm like, oh, what the hell is that? Most Do you sort by new? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because all the, all the, I guess the popular ones will have been solved. Yeah, oh yeah. So yeah, yeah, got, yes, yes. Got oh, to yes. sort by new, haven't you? Is there a prejudice against people who sort by new? Uh, I don't know. I think on some subreddits it's not really, like funny, you don't really want new, you want good stuff. That's so true. So popular. Yeah, it's about, but like, yeah. like the R Manchester one, Yeah. we got our end game tickets by you sorting as new. We did. Yes. Should we, spoilers? Can we do spoilers? No, we're not, we're not doing spoilers. However, we were given by a gentleman named Leighton some free tickets. We were. So shout out Leighton. He definitely doesn't listen to this podcast. He definitely <laughs> doesn't. We definitely don't know him. Um, but Scoogey, or whatever he was called. Scoogey. Scoogeo. Scoogey. I think it was called Scoogey. He did a scud job. <laughs> oh my God. How old are you? 49. <laughs> um, yeah, so Scoogey gave us some tickets to Endgame. That was nice. Um, spoilers ahead. Um, no, don't. No. Thanos wins. Um, Game of Thrones. Have you watched Game of Thrones? Yeah, of course. Are you caught up? Thrones in. <laughs> so I binged watched. Um, I hadn't seen episode seven of season seven. Oh, right. So okay. I watched that. So I got access to my dad's Sky Go account. Nice. Yeah, boy. It's 50 quid. It's 50 quid and a Sky Go login. Um, <laughs> good old Kim. Good old Kim. And I binged that seventh episode and then I watched one, two, three, and four back to back. I started at 10 p.m. Bad idea. But yeah, that's terrible. That's yep. an awful idea. Yep. No wonder I feel tired and sad and lonely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Mick's falling asleep, so I'll be wrapping no, the show up today. Right? No wonder I fall asleep at work. Um, so, yes, what's the best way to destroy boredom? Obviously, Reddit is one way to do it. But I think better ways to do it, start a project with a set goal or ending. So, do your bullet journal. Ooh. Or write a song every day for 30 days. Yeah. Or... Discover do, something new a week. Couch to 5K. 
Go and see a film. Mm. Invite a friend for a walk. I think being aware of yourself slipping into those bad habits as well. Like I can, I've had obviously had this time off work, and I could have quite easily just sat and binge TV. Yeah. And I actively, if I watched two or more episodes of a TV show, I was always like, right, no, this is enough now. Yeah, and I actively made myself go and do something yeah, else. I've got to watch a different show instead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll just change the channel. <laughs> no, I actively made myself do something else. But me and Jenna, actually, um, Jenna's been watching a lot of uh, 8 Out of 10 Cats Does Countdown. Oh so for God, anyone that doesn't like know, never it's brilliant. I love it. But there's but like there's like a million seasons. But the way we've got around just binging it and getting bored of it is by play- we're going to start playing the show against each other. Oh my god! So we're going to actually like try and tally each other's scores, like tally scores up and try and compete to see who gets the most points at the end. And That's stuff. pretty sick. So a I'm friend f- of mine was actually on Countdown, the the real Countdown. No, the real one's boring. They're all too oh. clever. But the eight out of ten cats is hilarious. Yeah. It's just Alec- a bunch of comedians. Alex Raymond, who I hopefully will be writing some music with soon, uh. was on. Uh, the real countdown. Watch this space. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you could start a project with a set goal or ending. Search for new music until you find someone you like, and then binge all of their back catalogue. That's a good one. And then someone put nothing. Boredom is good for you, which I think is kind of kind of true. Yeah, in the sense of I want to get out of being bored and motivate myself to do something else. Yeah, I think I think we. I hate to sound like an old man, but we do live in a world now where kids are never bored. When you were I don't at, think that's true. Well, think about this, right? We grew up in the internet generation. They can never be bored, but they always will be bored. They're not bored, though. They're unimaginative. There's oh, a diff- okay, there's a okay, okay. So we... I'm now on your side. Now I'm on your side. We grew up in the internet generation. Yes, we did. Right? So our entire teenage lives, we had access to the internet. However, before the internet kind of took hold or we were kind of it was accessible to everyone we had to do things like and i know this sounds strange go outside Ooh, what is the outside yeah you'd get on your bike and you'd go and cycle around to your mate's house and you just knock on you'd knock on the door and be like uh yeah we're gonna go down to the car park to play football uh are you coming They're like yeah I'm and then that, your friend's parents would always answer and you'd be like oh hello is he in yeah is uh is uh is joe in yeah that would happen all weird Joe Rajakuma, shout out to the Birdman. He's got um, <laughs> his top lip. Is looks like a little bit like a beak, so we call him Birdman. <laughs> Savage. Wow. Um, so Joe Raj from back home, we would always knock on his door and be like, "Oh, it's Joe in." And Roz Rajakuma would be like, "Uh, yeah, he's here. Let me just get him for you." And then he would come out. We go and play football in the car park. Ooh. Um, but like, because we didn't have the opportunity to like binge Netflix or. I don't know, like play. I mean, we had PlayStation, but our parents were like, "Go out and do yeah, stuff. go outside." I think because we are now, it's get in your room and play Fortnite. No, but no, even if we weren't out, our parents were like, "If it's raining, right? It's raining, right? Do something that involves using your brain." Mm. Like we would have to like cut up a cardboard box, make swords out of them, and beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> See, I was an only child. I didn't grow up with a family. What was the family? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't grow up with a family of brothers and sisters. So for me, it was sitting in front of the TV watching my nan and granddad with, uh, and my mum all watch Coronation Street or EastEnders or whatever. And then I would just sit on the floor drawing. See, no, but there, there you go. But I was sat on the floor drawing in a you boiling were, hot room. You were being creative, though. That's I the was. thing. You weren't just thrown in front of an iPad and like pacified and forced to. 
suck on the suckle on the teat of consumerism. Ooh. When in fact, what you should have been doing is out there kind of learning something, and you learned a skill. And fuck that, you, consumerism. And then you became a graphic designer, so that kind of worked out quite well that they kind of encouraged you into that. Well done, parents. And as young adults ourselves, and potentially, I mean, I'm definitely already a parent. You might eventually become a parent, right? I'm a parent. Oh my god! Dog. Official. Dog, doggy dog, daddy. Dog culture is so toxic. <laughs> it's great. That term, abhorrent, <laughs> is abhorrent. Ooh, I see what you did there. I you am, merged And the I words. am a rapper. Um, so, yes, as kind of young adults who will eventually have kids, we should be forcing them into situations where they have to use their brain. I will, um, at some point in the near future, me and Luca have done a lot of Lego. I'm going to smash up all the Lego. Are going to rebuild it? No, I'm just going to put it in a box and be like, build some stuff. Ooh. Build a house. Build a gun. Make a sword. Build a tree. Do Shoot something. your brother. Shoot your brother. It's 50 quid. <laughs> um, and what that will do, will force him to be creative. We followed the instructions to get to build the X-Wing fighter. Yeah, yeah. Let's break it Let's apart. Let's build the B-Wing. Let's... Oh, and we've come full circle. We're talking about bees again. Um, let's... Put the parts in a, in a bowl and build something else. We've got hundreds of different Legos. All That's why Lego is such a joy, because it all works together. Build something else. Um, and that will force him to use his brain. I'm saving it for a rainy day, though. And we've not had lots of rainy days recently, so mm. we'll save that for a rainy day. Um, yeah, so boredom is good for you. It forces you to be creative, doesn't it? It forces yes. you to use your brain. Ooh. And that's what we're about. Um, so, remember, creativity can be cultivated not often can it be forced. No. You can't force yourself to be creative. No. But you can force yourself into a situation where you allow yourself to be creative. Allow it. Allow it, bruv. You get me. Um, that's it. We're done. Yeah. That's the end of the show. This might we be, are good. This might be the longest podcast we've ever done. It might be. And that's because that essay is really long. Hella long. Uh, right. It's time for us to get back to the real world. But we'll see you next time on Manifest Simplicity. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five-star review on the app. You know the app that you're listening to? The one that you're in right now? Yeah, the one you're in right now. Click on review or like write a review, leave a little, click the little fifth star, leave us a five star Clicky, review. clicky. Clicky, clicky. Um, that way, people will go, oh yeah, that's a good podcast. Lots of people left five star reviews and then they'll listen to it. Boom, that's what we want. If you want to read more things we've written, including this week's essay, you can check out the blog at manifestsimplicity.com. And if you want to keep up with our daily lives, you can follow us on social media by searching Manifest Simplicity. Now, go on the website. The, po the podcast is over, right? It's nearly finished. We're in an hour and 10 minutes. Go on the website, put your email address in the little box that says subscribe to a newsletter. And click fucking subscribe. Wow. <laughs> you got to threaten people. So aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, click subscribe and what that'll do is it'll shoot us an email that says someone is interested and then we'll send you the things the weekly reminder that the essay has gone up and the monthly reminder that a new challenge has started and if we don't get at least five new subscribers by next week we're not releasing an episode I wonder if that's a good idea. <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea. That's not a good idea. Um, but we'll see. Who knows? If, now, I'm a wild card. Think, think, <laughs> yeah, just, just not going to release one. Think about this, right? If you're listening to this podcast, but you're not subscribed to the website. Or you're not supporting us. You're only supporting us 50%. Oh. Oh, don't do anything 50%, people. Do it 100%. Be creative.
put your email in, press subscribe. Be creative. And Kim might come around and give you 50 quid. <laughs> oh my God, no, he won't. And remember, when your life is simple, you allow space for your brain to work, for your heart to explore, and more importantly, for your mind to be creative. Booyah. Simple isn't always easy, but it's always more fulfilling. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.